Only two CONCACAF players in ESPN FC's top 100? I am cool with it. Let me tell Ooh. you why. Let Get me tell you show. why. Get off the show. No, you're fired. You're out. Let me what if we just do our own ranking? There you go. ESPN FC was cruel to CONCACAF when it came to their recent list of top 100 players worldwide, picking two, just two players from our region for their prestigious list. But no worries, because here on Football Americas, we're taking matters into our own hands with our very own list of the top 10 players in all of CONCACAF, and there is no shortage of star power or controversy, because what's a top 10 list without a few snubs? This is Football America's special edition, top 10 players in CONCACAF. underway here on ESPN Plus. I'm Sebastian Salazar alongside my good friend Hercules Gomez. Herc, how you doing? You ready to make some trouble? Uh, I don't about make some trouble, but I'm going to please some people because that's what I do. You do what you do. <laughs> of course, uh, ESPN FC has come out with their top 100 players in the world. We were dissatisfied with the amount of CONCACAF mm. representation, so mm. we're going to do a little something different on this edition of Football Americas, this special edition of the show. We're going to create our own top 10 list of CONCACAF players. We're going to talk about my top 10 list, Herc's top 10 list, the combined top 10 list, which will go in the history books as the official Football Americas top 10. And then we're going to talk about the guys that got left off because there are some right. big names, Herc, that, that ended up in the snub category. But let's start at number 10 with none other than Jamaica's Leon Bailey, number 10 on our list. The attacking player, not just for Jamaica, but Aston Villa of the Premier League as well. Herc, uh, I have not seen your list. Right. I have obviously seen mine. I know he was in my top 10. I'm assuming he was in, in yours as well. Where was he in your top 10? I, I think he was, uh, and don't quote me on this, I think he was 7. Yeah, correct. He was seven. He wasn't in my top ten. No. He was not in my top ten. Am I the you only one? You disrespect. No. Am I the only one who thinks since he left Leverkusen, his game has dipped? He's not been the same player with Villa. Not only for club, but country. Where is that Leon Bailey we were promised for Jamaica? It started at Gold Cup when he came on this show and he spoke to us. He was picking up. He had a little injury. He didn't play to his, to his potential again with Jamaica. We've not seen the best of Leon Bailey. And when I think about the names that are out there, I couldn't put myself to put Leon Bailey in my list. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know how he got onto your seven. He couldn't even get into my ten. Look, he's, for me, one of the more talented and already at this young point of his career, he's only 24 years old, productive players out of CONCACAF. This is a guy who a couple years ago was Bundesliga team of the season. Not team of the week, not team of the month, uh, team of the season. He went for $40 million. That's what it took to pry him out of Leverkusen to Aston Villa. That's some pretty big money for a CONCACAF player. I will agree with you on the international front. He played uh, 88 minutes in that game that we saw between Jamaica and the United States. Was not the dominant player. You, you might have expected him to be there in the He's office. He's not been dominant with Jamaica. And That's the reality. Right. Just one goal. Just one goal during his time with Jamaica. And that came way back in 2019. So uh, Leon Bailey, clearly a talent, but maybe still some room to grow, both in terms of the top 10 but also uh, his role with the Jamaican national team. Maybe 2022 will be the year where he delivers there. All right, so let's go from number 10 and Leon Bailey to number 9. We're going to L3. Raul Alonso Jimenez. Not just of Mexico, but of course of Wolverhampton, 
in the Premier League. Herc, I got to think he was in both of our top tens here, yeah? Yeah, yeah, he's in my top ten. I had him seventh. This is incredible to me because November 2020, he was in that horrific incident mm -hmm. with David Luiz, head-to-head -head collision where he feared for his life. His fiance, now wife at the time, feared for his life. And here he is. I mean, we're, we're about 12, 13 months later, and we're talking about the not rise of of uh, of a uh, player like like uh, Raúl Jiménez. We're talking about the rebirth, the new mm. Raúl Jiménez, and what he could potentially be again. It, it's insane to me. I mean, he's seven right now for me, uh, but only because he's not scratched the surface with the Mexican national team. We see what he does at Wolves and how important he is for Wolves. He's still not been that player of importance again for the Mexican national team. But it's very hard to keep him out of my top ten. I had him number seven. You talk about November of 2020. I wonder where he would have been in that top 10, yeah. right? I, I don't think we're talking top five. We're probably talking like top three, two, one. Like at that moment when he gets injured, Herc, uh, he is he is at not just the, the top point of his career, uh, but he's at, at, a, at a stratosphere, a level that very few players from this region have ever hit, especially playing that position. He's number seven right now, and he was out for about five to six months. He was away from the soccer field. We're talking about, like, mm. non-contact drills, barely touching the ball, barely moving around, and now he's starting games for the Mexican national team. Now he's still an integral part of Wolverhampton. It's amazing to me how far he's come. Seven on your list, Herc, but nine on our list, which means that uh, I must have dropped uh, Raul Jimenez quite a bit deeper. Uh, so we'll have to review that. Let's you move to number 10. eight. I had him in number 10. Uh, and I think that's fair, right, given given where he is on the road to recovery. We when will he gets, see. When he gets to the end of that road, then we're talking about a top five player. Until that, I think uh, five to ten is still a, a fairly safe bet for Raul Jimenez. All right, let's go to number eight. We got another forward here. Jonathan David of Canada, who just continues to roll for both club and country. Very, very deserving here of his spot in the top ten. What do you want from a forward? Goal scored? Uh, yep. Club? Okay, he yep. does that. What do you want from a forward? Goal scored for country? He does mm -hmm. that. Gets a chance at Champions League? He does that as well. I've gone so far to say he's the best nine in all of CONCACAF. Ooh. You've agreed with me. Save it, save On it. On air, you've agreed with me. This yep. player can do it all. He's going to bigger and better. Lille, Lille is a stepping stone. That's what it is for him right now. I see bigger clubs in this man's future. 21 years old. This is probably the time in the show where we note he was born in Brooklyn. He was born in New York. There's some alternative timeline where he's starting for the U.S. national team. He's already got double-digit goals in the league. And, Herc, he's already, across all competitions, matched his goal output from last year. I think you're right. I think this is less about where Jonathan David is now and what his next move is. Uh, he won't be at Leo Long, certainly not if he keeps putting up numbers like that. And the numbers with Canada, awfully impressive as well. Seven goals in 12 games for Canada, and all seven yeah. of those goals are coming World Cup qualifiers. So he's getting big goals too. Yeah, he's getting huge goals. He seems to be a player that keeps attracting attention. He changes the way players around him play. We're going to get into the Alfonso Davies discussion. We're going to get into all these different players, but there are certain players that make other players better. He's one of them. I mean, the intangibles he has, you have to respect it if you're a defender. It opens up so much more for other players. Jonathan David then coming in at number eight on our countdown of top ten players in CONCACAF. Let's go to number seven next from the Mexican national team and Syria's Napoli, none other than Irving Chucky 
Lozano. Herka, where was he on your list? Chucky Lozano, my list was number, let's see, we have one, two, three, four, five. I have Chucky Lozano at number five on my list. And by the way, Jonathan Davis was number six on my list. That's how much I respect him. But Chucky Lozano's five on my list. What is he, seven here? Are you? No, there's no that way. That one's on me. That one's on me. Oh, that one's on what? me. What? Where did you have him? I must have had him at, at nine, right? I think we're doing the averages there. So that means uh, Chucky Lozano then uh, dropped because of my vote here. You had him at eight. Here. I had him at eight. Um, I had him at eight. Okay, I, I think that's fair, right? It, it's not been a good time for him at Napoli. If Chucky Lozano had made a different move or was starring at Napoli, he would definitely be higher up on this list. But not only is he not a guaranteed starter and therefore all that productive with Napoli right now, but we've seen it start to influence him with the Mexican national team. So I think uh, it's very safe to have him in the back end of the top 10. Okay, here. I've changed my tune when it comes to Irving Lozano. When it comes to Chucky Lozano and him not being productive or useful or an all-in-out starter with Napoli because there seems to be a bit of a rotation going on right there and he seems to play a good chunk of minutes and he's a player that I love how purposeful he is with his movements, how he, how he is uh, in being vertical and being direct and wanting to hurt the opposition. And, and listen, you and I have been around plenty of Mexican national team games. The first names out of anybody's mouth mm -hmm. is Chucky Lozano. The first name any fan will say, Chucky Lozano, and maybe... Maybe when it comes to being productive with Mexican national team, it's not gone too well for him, but it's not gone well for anybody. But we're talking about players who impact Mexican national team, who change the way they play when they're not on the field. It's Chucky Lozano. There's a lot of young talent on this list, right? Jonathan David, 21. Who do we have before? Leon Bailey, 24. Chucky Lozano's moving out of that young talent, right? Okay. At, at this point, at 26 years old, I think we can start to expect more and more. So maybe I've been harsh in dropping Chucky as deep as I did. But at 26, this far into his European odyssey, I think we should be getting more consistent performances. That's why I dropped him. Can't argue that. I kind of think he's been consistent. Hmm. Not consistent enough for me. Okay. Number six. Uh, let's stay with the Mexican national team because number six, Edson Alvarez, of course, uh, dominates the midfield for both L3 and Ajax. He's coming in here at number six, Herc. I think this is a player who has very recently been on a very sharp rise in terms of his ranking, right? If we did this a year ago, he would have been nowhere near the top 10. Edson Alvarez is better for you than Chucky Lozano? Yep. Right now? Yep. I've got yep. him as ninth. Both, both in He's terms of club play in it. and in terms of national team play, if you'll let me finish. Okay. Okay. You, you mentioned club. Where does he ply his trade? The Dutch league. The Eredivisie. With Ajax. With Ajax. Cruising. Who, who, are, who cruise and dominate. Cruising the Dutch Thank league you. and rolling Thank Champions League. They cruise league. and roll teams. Okay? It's not like Serie A. Where, by the way, Napoli, where are they in Serie A? Okay? Where's Chucky Lozano right there? Herc, Herc, he's not, not starting. He's not starting. Edson Alvarez is a guaranteed that's starter false. in a knockout round team in the Champions no, League. don't use the knockout Napoli's round team in the Europa Champions League. Napoli's in Europa League. Come on. Hold and Chucky's on not second. a starter. Hold on a second. Edson Alvarez okay with the Mexican national team has been playing Bombero trying to rescue fires and he's not been that effective it you can't go in here and just say he's steamrolling oh, so Chucky Lozano's lighting it up Chucky Lozano's easily the most determined I, I should say uh, the most uh, heavy relied Mexican national team player they have he's the only one that can hurt you this guy may put out fires but he's not been very good at it as of late wasn't very good at it last fixture window or did you think so was it? Uh, I mean, uh, I'll give okay, you the same no, no, no. logic. I'll give you the same logic here. Who played well for Mexico last fixture Chucky window? Chucky Lozano. Who, 
Oh, please. Chuki oh, Lozano, please. Thank you. Thanks for mentioning Better that. Better than Edson. Chuki Better Lozano. than Edson. No way. Yeah, come on. Seb. The Come on. Edson where, was on the bench. Where was the Chuki impact? Where was the Chuki impact against the United States? If that Gatito Corona knew how to finish, One he would ball. have an assist. One ball. If it wasn't come a ridiculous on. save from Zach Stefan, he What about Canada? Well, uh, yeah, he, he had a one-on-one -on -one and didn't finish. Oh, please, sad. please, your Edson hate here is out of control. Oh, I'm a big Edson fan, but it seems that you've turned your back on Chucky Lozano and Etu. Etu? No, 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 no. I'm, In I'm what a... world is Edson Alvarez more important than Chucky Lozano? I am nothing. I am nothing if not a prisoner of hey, the moment. Chucky and you cannot Lozano. tell me that Edson Alvarez hey. right now is not having How does that a better moment. In the World Cup? A better hey. moment. Then Chucky Lozano. Oh, come on. Look at you living in the ancient past, 2018. That was 100 years ago. Edson. So Edson Alvarez is in oh. the top 10, right? That's our, that's our first half of yeah. the list. We're halfway home. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yeah. Let's get to the folks that didn't make the list. The snubs, right? Those who may be crying into their pillows tonight saying, hey, how come I didn't make this very valuable countdown of CONCACAF's okay. top 10 players? Herc, uh, who is your honorable mention let your slash snub? Let your mans explain himself right here. Miles okay. Robinson. I'm going to get a lot of what? I thought to myself, Miles Robinson's been a hell of a defender lately, a very good defender. If you look at the body of work since he's been with the men's national team, very good defender. Okay, I want to put him in the top 10. And then I started thinking like, well, at the expense of who? And I'm like, ah, I can't put this man's in the top 10. Mm. I can't theoretically, realistically, honestly put him in the top 10, but he's been so good for the U.S. men's national team. He's been such a good defender in CONCACAF at this region of the Otagono. I had to give him honorable mention. I mean, a top 10 list is always going to be, like, attacking player heavy. Right. Um, but we don't have a lot of defenders on this list. Fair enough. Miles Robinson, is he the best center back in the region? Because we don't have a center back on this list. So if you're telling me he's your honorable mention, he's your snub, you're kind of saying Miles Robinson is the best center back in CONCACAF. You sticking with that? It's a fair shout. I'm trying to think of other names right now, and I go to the Mexican national team, and Carlos Salcedo, very good you know, center back, no longer part of the program, at least until he comes back, even though he's told us he's had those conversations. Uh, I look at the other players. Nestor Araujo has not been playing well. Uh, maybe a Cesar Montes, but his body of work isn't like Miles at the national team level right now. When you look at the performances of Miles Robinson with the U.S. men's national team over this calendar year, you can make a very strong argument that he is the best defender in the octagonal. Speaking of defenders that did not make the list, Herc's honorable mention, Miles Robinson. My honorable mention, none other than Serginho Dest. Ooh, Herc, how I did Serginho Dest not make this list? Um, you didn't put him in, did you? Before we get to my explanation, I want to hear yours. No, I, I did not put him in, and it's very simple. Have you seen him play lately? Um, when you're a... When you're a... Left back, right back, when you're on the defensive line, it's very important that you learn how to defend, defend properly, whether it's tactically mm -hmm. or whether it's 1v1, physically, whatever you may want to do. And if it's not going to be there and you're going to play as a winger, as he did for Barcelona, it's imperative that you learn how to attack properly. And he's had his 
occasions where he should have defined the game. He should have put it to bed. He did not. It's been a very up and down year for Serginho Dest. He's still trying to learn that position. But I look at the players, the names on this list. I just don't think he was there. He wasn't anywhere near the stratosphere. I tried to get him in, right? Like, but obviously I couldn't. I couldn't find, you know, a, a player to replace in my top ten. I feel like if things were going better at Barcelona, we'd have a very different look yeah. uh, and appreciation of Serginho Dest. Uh, this is, as we've said a hundred million times on this show, this is not, you know, your grandfather's or your father's or your slightly older Barcelona. uncle's Barcelona. It's, yeah. a, it's a different Barcelona. We have to talk about their players on a different level. But it's crazy to me, Herc, that, that we would have a player from CONCACAF who's not a, a guaranteed starter, but a, a pretty consistent starter, now, at least under Koeman, for a club like Barcelona, and they wouldn't get to the top 10. That tells me that the depth of talent in this region is much more than it was just a few short years ago. Times change, talent changes. Yep. Look at Tecatito Corona. I, I go to Serginho Desk and I look at Tecatito Corona, I'm like, where would he have been on this list eight, 10 months ago? Yep, yep, so Serginho Desk then uh, makes my honorable mention Miles Robinson makes your honorable mention, but there's one name, Herc, who is a true snub on this list. Now, I believe you had Gio Reyna at 10th yeah. on your list, which means if he didn't make this list, it's because somebody, you <clears throat> me, you left muppet. him off. Uh, so let's do, do the same thing we just did before I explain my, my logic or what's left of it. Uh, why don't you explain why Gio Reyna, who you have constantly said uh, is the highest ceiling of any player in the U.S. men's national team pool, higher than, yes, even Christian Pulisic. How come you only had him at 10? Because he's been injured. I mean, 92 days injured, right? You got to factor that in. It's how durable you can be. And he's only played one game of World Cup qualifying. So that's a big, huge factor in the national team. And then I look at Dortmund. His ceiling is so high. It... Cristiano Ronaldo voted him third in his Golden Boy voting. Gio Reyna is a talent. Gio Reyna has a huge ceiling. I have no doubt in my mind that if he stays healthy, he can be a higher transfer value than Christian Pulisic. He's a young player. Every time he's on the field, he's determined. He makes himself known. I've got no issues putting him at number 10. He's the youngest. He's the best and youngest talent in CONCACAF. Highest ceiling of any player I've seen in quite some time. Yeah, I mean, it's the, the fitness is a huge one for me. Maybe I'm being a little bit, you know, to borrow the term again, prisoner of the moment. Yeah. We just haven't Which seen enough of Giovanni Reyna. But, but even beyond that, Herc, I feel like when we talk about his career, it still is mostly potential, mostly what could be. All the other players on this list have a, have a track record of being you know, a, a consistent player, a consistent starter. He's not been that yet with whoa, Dortmund. Maybe whoa, injuries whoa. maybe injuries are the reason why. But but last year, he was not a, a the guy for Dortmund. Seb, correct this me if I'm year wrong. was supposed to can be you, the year that he was supposed to be you name, the guy. Can you name the player in Bundesliga who, who got to 50 goals fastest in Bundesliga history? I'm sorry, 50, 50 games fastest in Bundesliga history. Gio Reyna. Gio Reyna! And you're telling okay. me he's not proven. I mean, come on, man. No, I'm come telling on. you, he's, I'm not telling you that he's not a proven talent. I'm just saying there's not the body of work consistently, like year after year, he gets 30 games in the top flight, delivers 10 goals and five assists. We have not seen that yet. I'm, I'm waiting on that. I believe it'll happen, just like you believe it'll happen. But, but we haven't seen it yet, Herc. He hasn't, I mean, he's, he's still a kid. He's still a teenager. This is not a guy who's been handed the reins to a team. No, he's you not have, been handed be the reins to a team. But a lot of that may be due to fitness concerns. Maybe to do, maybe this was his year because of those injuries. He's not had that opportunity. But there's certainly a body of work to say this is a top 10 prospect, top 10 player in the region. 
All right, so you've got him 10. I have him uh, also receiving votes. We'll, we'll put it that way for now. For Gio Reyna. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. So let's move into the top half, Herc. The top five players in the CONCACAF region. Number five, we're going back to the reggae boys. This striker... Mikel Antonio, one of the dual Nats that Jamaica brought into the world for this World Cup qualifying campaign. He does it for Jamaica in the Premier League. He does it for West Ham. He's in the top half. Herc, where was he uh, in your list? Uh, in my list, I had him. Let's see right now. I will tell you in my list, he was uh, eighth. Eight. eight? Yes, he wow. was eight so I had, him, I had him clearly that much higher to bring him up to number five. Why are you hating on Mikel Antonio? No, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said Jonathan David was the best nine in CONCACAF. Yet no, 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 no. You said that. You said you that. You agreed with me. We could Before Mikel Antonio was playing. Episodes. Before Mikel Antonio was playing. <laughs> You got it now. All right. All right. Here's the thing with Mikel Antonio. I've got no issue with him being a five, honestly, because he's got the body of work in the Premier League. This is yep. He's going on his third season where he's going to hit double-digit goals uh, for for Fulham. He's definitely a very good, very capable nine. Uh, West but this Ham, is the first yep. time. Oh, West Ham, I'm sorry. Did I say Fulham? West Ham yep. is what I meant. Uh, but this is the first time he's go- actually played with Jamaica. He's got three games with Jamaica, two goals, and you can see how important he will be. But much of, like you said, that body of work with Gio Reyna, I took a huge knock okay. against him because he's not played too much with Jamaica, which I hold a lot of weight, where you can do simultaneously in club and country. Okay. Now, that said, that's it. I've got no issues with him being five on this list. Bro, right? I mean, he's been dominant for yeah. Jamaica. Like, yeah, you can say he's only played three games, two goals, and, and I can't argue that, right? Because I just made the point about Reyna not having enough of a body of work. Right. Um, but when you factor in what he's done in the Premier League, it's not yeah. like Antonio's a young guy. We know what he's bringing to the table. And, and other he side changes. Of he's 30 he plus, yeah. M- maybe more than any other player, Herc. I think he's changed what the team's ceiling is for his team. What, what Jamaica is with Mikel Antonio is totally different. They got a legit shot with him. Before you include him and before you see the impact he had, I don't think they were going to be making much noise in this. But, but now, I That's think Mikel fair. Antonio, that, that weight... It may only be three games, but we've seen the impact. Yeah, it's huge impact, and that's why I've got no issue with him being uh, five on this list. I and had the goals, eight. and the goals, by the way, sorry to cut you no, off, right. are just they're solo efforts. They're spectacular solo efforts. Like he's manufacturing these goals out of nothing. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about out yeah. of nothing because yeah, I think we got to give Jamaica some credit. I think they were they're. Go look at the goals, bro. Go no, look no, at the I goals mean, that yeah, he's you scored. Yeah, you shoot from qualifying. 35 yards out like that. That's manufactured out of nothing. But you look at the goal that he scored against El Salvador. That's a very good goal. Uh, but they're not. Hey, you just do your thing. I think Jamaica's becoming more of a team, and that has a lot to do with them. But, yeah, only three games with the Jamaica national team. You can't disregard what he's done in the Premier League, so I have no issue with him at number five. I do want to see more of that body of work, uh, and he'll go up that list even more. To the question at the bottom of the screen, is he the best striker right now in CONCACAF? How would you rank uh, those three? Because I think on our top ten, we've got Jimenez. Then we have... Jonathan David. Then we have Jonathan David, and then we have Mikel Antonio. So you you agree with that? Mikel Antonio is the best. 
Uh, no, because I've said Jonathan Davis the best. Nah. I've said it before. I've said it today, and I Facts will continue change, with Jonathan Davis. Opinions David. change. You've got to be more fluid, dude. No, you can't be so stubborn. You just look at the statistics over there. You look at the statistics. It's very hard to ignore what Jonathan Davis has been doing, and he's doing it at such a young age. I think he's just a better player right now. But it's very hard to ignore what Mikel Antonio has done. Look at that. We got some uh, quality nines in the region, no doubt. From talking about number nines, let's go next to number four and the star, the face of U.S. soccer, at least on the men's side, Christian Pulisic of Chelsea, number four on this list and number one on Herc's very cool shirt there. There you go. You know where to get it. Uh, so it's difficult to think that a player can be so instrumental to his team getting to a Champions League final score against Real Madrid, mm. be the face of his nation, be so instrumental and iconic in scoring goals against our biggest rival, and yet he's going to come in number four on our list. But a lot of that has to do with durability. Nobody's denying the talent that Christian Pulisic has. We're talking about the amount of time of him being on the actual field to help his cause, mm. help his team. And that's taken a huge knock this year, whether it's club or country. That ankle injury suffered against Honduras affected him with Chelsea, has affected him. He's only played half the qualifiers, World Cup qualifiers for the U.S. men's national team. That's a huge knock on him, and that's a huge knock with other fan bases, with other nations. They see how not durable he's been uh, for the U.S. men's national team or in his young career. But he's clearly a talent, he clearly changes the game every time he's on the field. Healthy. And that's it, Herc. That's it, Herc. He is consistent when he's on the yeah. field. Whether it's Chelsea or whether it's the U.S. men's national team. And it's not always, and I've complained about this before with Pulisic, it's not always with the national team anyway, that minute by minute, right. you know, over a 90-minute game constantly impacting what's happening on the field. But if you want to talk big moments, this kid is delivering in the biggest moments for the U.S. men's national team. His, his clutch gene is something that I think we've seen grow a lot in the last yeah. year. And I got no problem here putting him uh, in the top five. So Christian Pulisic then uh, safely in the top five is that what at you had number him? four. I don't know. I don't know. You've got my list in front of me. Was I? Where did I have him? Oh, oh no. You, you had, had him at you had Edson Alvarez over police. There you go. No, Zach, what are you doing? There you go. Hey, sometimes you gotta go out on a limb, you know, that's what makes this show that, great. That limb is broken. <laughs> that tree branches out. Hey, you, you I mean you're gonna talk about about his availability. Edson's playing every single week. Is, Three times a week sometimes. In <laughs> Champions League group phases. This man won a Champions League final. Come on, Christian Pulisic. I mean, we're coming off of it now, but uh, Christian Pulisic just missed two months, three months. Okay, and Come what did on. he do to Mexico? What did Edson that's do a, to the that's U.S.? A, that's a huge part. Okay, he played the last 15 minutes. He scored a goal. Congratulations. Okay, let me ask you one I'm not going to take we'll 15 minutes over three that's, months. Oh, okay. What's Edson Alvarez's marquee moment with the Mexican national team? Oh, come on. You want to talk about marquee moments? What's his moment? That's Christian Pulisic's strength. What's his moment? Dominating. Always. <laughs> being consistent. That's his, that's his moment. All right, so Christian Pulisic then must have been your number one American, right? No. Oh, he wasn't. Okay, well, let's get to number three on this list. Uh, another American. It is... Juventus's Weston McKinney. Uh, so McKinney has had an up and down year for club uh, and country. Up but I down. think right now, yes, definitely up and down. No. For sure. No. For sure. You're on this Weston McKinney down train. I don't understand it. 
Hey, are we going to seriously ignore what he's done at Juventus? How Perk, important stop he... talking for just a second and let me finish for once in your life. All right. Weston McKinney I'll has had an finish. up and down year. I'll stop Weston talking. McKinney has absolutely had an up and down year. Come on. He wasn't clearly a start of the whole year at Juventus. He had his suspension at Juventus as well over COVID-19 protocol issues. He had it with the national team. We can acknowledge those things and still say he's had a, he's had a, a, a year that lands him at number three in our top ten list. You can acknowledge the downs. You don't have to be a Weston McKinney cheerleader here. Oh, that's what I'm doing. Edson Alvarez's cheerleaders oh, call me Weston McKinney. We can't, talk about, we can't talk about the negatives here on Football Americas. No, no, no. Oh, no, we can't Herc do it. Who wants to protect his Americans? Not no, an up and down no, here. No, no, here no. Here we go. Here we go. Seb, the man won multiple titles with Juventus, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, on your down year. Yeah, he got, was it, suspended for the pro uh, protocol in, in COVID. He should yeah, learn from that. Yeah, not a big deal. Yeah, mm -hmm. not a big deal at club and in country. And yeah, you said no, it. He redeemed himself. Deal. And what has this man done, okay? He's likened to Arturo Vidal, to people like Conte, okay? And then he goes out with the national team. And all he does is he wins. All he does is he scores clutch goals. You talked about a clutch gene? MVP of the Nations League final. MVP of the Nations League tournament, I should say. Goal against Mexico in the final. Goal against Mexico in the Dos Acero. This man, his presence is felt when the U.S. men's national team does not have him in the center of the field. He's so contagious in the way he plays. He makes players around him better. But when he's not there, that's how good I know he is. That's how important I know he is for the U.S. men's national team. You spoke of the clutch gene. This is a winner. He's number three on my list. Yeah, the most impressive thing is the last few months, not just how consistent Herky's been for Juventus, and they've needed him, but how consistently he's been on the score sheet for Juventus. To me, that's, that's taking it to another level. And when I make the direct comparison between Weston McKinney and Christian Pulisic, and you look at the fall, right? Basically, yeah. their fall season, uh, Weston McKinney had a, had a, a, a much better and, and, and more productive fall. Although there you see the numbers uh, pretty even as far as goal return in domestic competitions is concerned, Herc. So you think Weston McKinney is the, uh, is the number one American, yeah? I've got no issue saying he's the number one American. Absolutely. That's a big change, though, because I feel like for a long time, Christian Pulisic was the top this list. This really has been a development in the last few months with McKinney. Uh, here's the thing with Christian Pulisic more than Weston McKinney. Do not confuse being the poster boy, being the face of a sport, being the face of U.S. soccer in this country for being the player who's in the best moment, okay? Because okay. that changes. That, that is fluid. We can agree on this. And I think the moment that Weston McKinney has had throughout the year, even with the lows that you've mentioned, have been clearly, I don't want to say more important because winning the Champions League is, is very important and being that type of player, but clearly more impactful uh, in CONCACAF. I have to go with Weston McKinney. I just think everything, the intangibles he brings, his durability, his willingness to, to fight through things, stay on the field, to be that player who impacts the game in certain ways, whether that's defending, whether that's getting on the end of things, becoming that clutch factor for the U.S. men's national team. It was very hard for me to ignore all these things, and I put him at number three. And, of course, where he's doing it, too, right? It's a very short list of American players that have held, held down a starting job as long as he has as yeah. a, at a club like Juventus. That's, that's awfully impressive, especially for a player who is, again, very, very young, like a lot of these Americans that we talk about uh, when this U.S. men's national team is involved. Let's get to number two. Speaking of big clubs, few bigger than the club that Keylor Navas of Costa Rica plays for PSG. Now, uh, Ever since Gigi Donnarumma came in, it's not just his job at PSG, but Keylor Navas still one of the all-time greats when it comes to this position and I think uh, very justifiably entering at number two on our top ten list. I mean, he was one of the players that was on the ESPN top 100 and justifiably mm -hmm. so. He's one of the best goalkeepers in the world. 
And he's one of the most disrespected players I've ever seen in my life. If this man didn't have a Costa Rican passport, if he was English, if he was Argentine, we'd be talking about how good he is to different types of people. He's a CONCACAF. CONCACAF's greatest goalkeeper, okay, mm -hmm. ever. I don't, I don't want to hear any type of name come into the stretch when we talk about how good this man has been, but he's still relevant today. And not just with PSG, where he's keeping Donnarumma on the bench, but you saw Costa Rica, when he came out injured against the U.S. men's national team, how quickly things change. I mean, he, he's a different type of player, a different type of leader, and he's so important to the Costa Rican national team. I've got no issues with the goalkeeper number two when it's Keylor Navas. PSG's paying a boatload of money to Donnarumma, yeah. right? He's the young guy, so you know he's the guy for the future. And I'd bet that at some point this year, Donnarumma's gonna kinda take that job over. When that happens, how does it impact where we view Navas in terms of the top 10 conversation? So as to say, if he's not a starter, is he still automatically top 10 just because he's Kaler? So it's different with Kaler, right? Because we saw it happen at Real Madrid uh, when Thibaut Courtois was, was taken over there, how that quickly shaped, excuse me, the dynamic, and he was on the outs. It's quickly going to happen. The same thing is going to happen sooner rather than later. It's going to be Kaylor Navas, and he's going to be outs again. It could be Newcastle in a super club, a newly formed super, super club, and he's a starting goalkeeper, and we're right back to Kaylor Navas. We're right back to him still being what he's been, dominant. So I've got no issues. I don't think this is going to change anytime soon. I think there's a huge drop-off between Kaylor Navas and the rest of the goalkeeping talent in CONCACAF. So no doubt and very little debate about our number two and no doubt and very little debate, Herc, about our number one. He was the other player along with Kaylor Navas who did make the original list of the top 100 players by ESPN FC, Canada and Bayern Munich's Alfonso Davies. One of the best left backs in the world and when it comes to CONCACAF, the best player in this region. Where do you want to play him, Seb? Left back, winger, second striker. Play him anywhere you want. This man's going to have an impact. You'd be very hard-pressed to find a player that is so dominant in CONCACAF today, yet alone its history. I got to go back to Hugo Sanchez if I want to talk about dominance, honestly, in CONCACAF. That's who Alfonso Davies is today. It's what he can do, how he can impact the game. He was number two left back, number two left rated back in the world in the ESPN Top 100, and I thought he was Rob. You can make a case for him being the best player in that position, and he just learned the position a year ago. I mean, it wasn't too long ago that he was playing in a final, okay? And he was playing against the likes of Barcelona, and he was playing against the likes of whomever it may be, and this man was dominating Champions League, and he was playing there just learning the position, humiliating people. He's one of the most dominant players I've seen in CONCACAF today. I don't think how anybody can argue that he's the best player in CONCACAF. Yeah, you're focused a lot on, on what he's doing for Bayern Munich and, and totally fair, but it's, it's what he does with Canada, man. Yeah. I mean, he that's the player who is, and, and we've said it before on this show, um, consistently impactful for, Pan, for Canada. Over 90 minutes, right? Yeah. Like every time that he's on the ball, every moment of the big games, he absolutely deserves to be number one. And as we've said plenty of times on this show before, it's not... Uh, all that close. Let's think about Alfonso Davies' career, though, Herc, because he's just getting started, right? He's number one in our list, and he's only 21 years old. In November, old. he turned in November. <laughs> so, so what do we think is next for Alfonso Davies? Let's think long-term here. Is it a long career at Bayern Munich, or is there a jump to something different? To what, though? Because people, mm. people are like, well, what's the next big thing for Alfonso Davies? What's the jump from Bayern Munich, if you think about it? Look, look at this club and what they've managed to do over the years. Is there really 
that big of a jump elsewhere. I mean, that's one of the best setups in the world. You're going to fight for titles domestically. You're going to fight for titles at a Champions League level. I, I don't think there is a bigger jump. I think we're talking about him holding that down for quite mm. some time. And then later on, maybe there is that jump. But where do you go from Bayern Munich? Yeah. I mean, there's always going to be a challenge at Bayern, right? They're never going to stop either bringing players through their academy, signing the best players from around the yeah. Bundesliga, or signing the best players from around Europe. So I don't know that we can just guarantee that Alfonso Davies is going to be a starter for the next decade. But a player who I think we might see a similar career path, how about David Alaba? No, who spent a long time, a decade actually at Bayern Munich, yep. won 10 Bundesliga titles. And then when he was ready and when he got to the point where his salary demands were more than Bayern Munich, because Bayern Munich does have a ceiling, right? They're going to pay you, but they're not going to go crazy like some of the PSGs, Manchester City's, Real Madrid of the world's will. When you get to those salary demands, Alaba said, OK, Bayern can't pay me. I go to Real Madrid on a free. I could see a move like that. You know, it, maybe not this contract, maybe not the next one, but Alfonso Davies is a superstar. He's a world superstar. And if he ever does leave Bayern Munich, there's going to be a lot of teams lining up for him. Of course, because he's that good. But if we're talking about money, yeah, probably bigger clubs that could spend more on him. If we're talking about winning titles and doing things on the field, few clubs can guarantee you what Bayern Munich can. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. All right, nothing like a little accountability on this special edition of Football Americas, Herc. So let's show everybody our respective top tens. And we are going to begin, Herc, with your top ten. There he is, Gio Reyna, number ten, disrespecting Edson Alvarez uh, at number nine. You had Chucky Lozano, Drinking five. that Kool-Aid, son. Jonathan David, six, ahead of Raul Jimenez. Look at you disrespecting Mikel Antonio uh, as well. There it is, Herc's top ten. All right, Seb, let's see your list. What you got cooking here? Oh, no. Oh, All right, no. so, I mean, Davies, Navas, we, we, we matched on that. I got Antonio at three. I'm showing a lot of love there. You are. Edson Alvarez at four. Is, I, oh I got to get him up goodness. in there. I got to get him up in there. We had to have some three representation. You think Edson Alvarez has been better than Christian Pulisic and Weston McKinney? five. Right now, bro. Right now. I mean, I'm sorry. He's you think dominating. right now Edson Alvarez is better than Christian? Dominating yes. what? Ajax dominating the Champions the League. Is Juventus dominating Champions League? Did you see them? Come on. Come on. Oh, my goodness. Come on now. Guaranteed star. Edson Alvarez, guaranteed. So here's the here's when you when you do the maths, as they say, when you average it all out. Uh, that's what it came down to. So uh, there we have it. Uh, your top ten. I'm sorry, Gio. In I apologize. Yes, on behalf of the entire Football Americas production crew, uh, we apologize to everybody and anybody who may have felt disrespected or snubbed by our Football Americas top ten players in Concacaf. But hey, Herc, we had to do it. ESPN FC, they left us no choice, right? That's what they get. They ask you to vote. I forgot. That's what they get. Uh, I think it might be in your email, so uh, double check email. that. Double check that. All uh, right, so we got uh, another special plan for Thursday's edition of Football Americas, our women's soccer year 
in review and what a year it has been. That's it for this edition of the show. For Hercules Gomez, I'm Sebastian Salazar. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you in a few days right here on ESPN+. Hi, Mom.